You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. My guest is Minister Charlene Aaron. In our conversation, you will learn more about her and how God is using her to be a blessing to her family, local assembly, and people all over the world. I've felt the power of God throughout our time of sharing, and I hope you do too. Listen in. Charlene, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. It is my pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm excited. I'm excited too. And I'll tell you, I am so honored because um, my husband and I married in 2002. So that's when I got to know you. And just over time, just always admire just the spirit of the Lord and how he moves through you and speaks through you. And I am very honored to be able to talk with you today. Well, we are so grateful for this opportunity. And we're so excited and proud of what God is doing in you and in rooted and overflowing. I love the name. I love what you're doing. And just to see the, the, the fruit of God just blossoming in your life and ministry is a true blessing. So oh. we're, we're just blessed to know you. Well, you know, um, my husband, he, of course, sends his regards. I let him know, you know, this is who I'm going to be talking with and <laughs> things like that. Well, please give him our regards as well. Awesome. Oh, I certainly will. We've got a few things that we're going to be talking about yes. today. And I think I'd like to first just start with the beginning and ask you to please share with Rooted and Overflowing listeners, who is Charlene? Charlene is a child of the Most High God, first of all. Mm-hmm. Without any other title, that's the most important title, is I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I became a Christian when I was 19, but I fell back. Mm-hmm. You know, I fell back into the world. and um, But I'm so glad that God didn't forget about me. You know, sometimes we get fall away from him, but he never left us. We left him. And so I thank God for just his love and his mercy that brought me back and really taught me about prayer and about seeking him and about worshiping him and really getting into his presence and getting into his word and letting his word really take root in my life. Because that's what's most important is me bearing fruit and looking more like him. So I'm so grateful. And so came back to the Lord. Um, after falling away and haven't been perfect, you know, but I thank God again for his grace and his mercy. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am now a grandmother and I'm an ordained minister of the gospel. Uh, I work in television in the news department at the Christian Broadcasting Network. Uh, I am the founder of the CELA Network. And so all of these things to God be the glory for the great things that he has done and is doing. We give him all the praise. Amen. And as a pastor's wife, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's funny because I never wanted to be a pastor's wife. Isn't that something? I I used to laugh with um, some friends of mine, close girlfriends, and we would always tease and make jokes about, I pray that God never calls me to be a pastor's wife. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the irony in that is I was always good friends 
with pastor's wives. Isn't that something? Yeah. 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 Isn't that how the Lord works it out? (laughs) Yes. It is amazing. It is. And so tell us about your church and what you do as a pastor's wife. My husband is Pastor Leon Aaron. Our church Mm -hmm. is called First Church of God in Newport News, Virginia. My husband has been pastoring. This August will be 16 years. Uh, We have been married for eight years. He was, um, his father started the ministry, was the founder of the church and actually built the church with his bare hands. Wow. Uh, The church has been there for 45 years. And when my husband's father passed away, my husband took over the pastorate. Um, He was um, happily married. Mm -hmm. And um, his wife passed away from cancer a little over a year after that we met and married shortly afterwards. And so I am the president of our women's ministry at our church. I lead worship at our church. I lead a prayer call for women every Monday. That's going on four years now, actually almost five years now. So really establishing the importance of prayer Mm -hmm. because I don't believe a ministry can flourish without prayer. There is no way we we need prayer. We we that is the oxygen for our ministry for our lives is prayer. And mm-hmm. so establishing that when I first came there and, and I saw that that was a missing link, and I this is vital that we start a prayer ministry. And so we've been five years strong now. This this coming August. That is fantastic. I would love to hear your thoughts on um, some of the barriers that tend to keep us from praying like Mm -hmm. we should or praying in a way that will be helpful to our walk. You know, when I look back at my own personal life and every time I think back to when I struggled with prayer Mm -hmm. and it's always come to, from what I could see, this thinking that I could do it outside of God, thinking I could do life, this independence, this, uh, you know, I love God, but I could, I got this. And that keeps a lot of time that kept me from really getting into prayer and realizing the value and the vitality that prayer is in our lives. We can't do anything. John 15 says without God, we need him. And so I think the fact that people think that they can do things outside of themselves, outside of God, that's a hindrance to prayer. Mm-hmm. And really, if you look at it, it's pride. It's rooted in pride. Yeah. You know, this independence that I don't need God. God wants us to know that we are dependent upon him. We can't do anything. Uh, distractions keep us from praying. Surfing the internet for hours upon hours is a distraction. Watching too much television, mm-hmm. uh, even food and you know, fun things, you know, it's okay to have fun, but you know what? We need a balance in our lives. Yeah. And it's so important that we balance our lives, but God has to come first. He says, seek first the kingdom. So a lot of things can hinder us from praying, but we've got to realize first and foremost, I can't do anything. And when I say anything, I can't do anything without God. So I have got to realize prayer is the foundation for everything in life, everything, every decision Mm -hmm. um, that I make, every move that I make, everything that I do 
where I live, who I date, who I marry, where I work, everything has to be come from the foundation of seeking God in prayer, asking him for his direction. God, what do you want me to do? There's times I'm in the parking lot at Walmart or at Target. I am asking and praying, Lord, give me a parking spot close to the door. Yes. (laughs) You know, he wants that type of relationship with us. You know, in all things, he said, acknowledge him. Mm -hmm. And when I looked that word up, acknowledge him out of, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, acknowledge him in all our ways. That word acknowledge means to acknowledge his presence or invite his presence into everything that I do. So that's what I believe prayer is. I'm inviting God into everything that I do. And the flip side of prayer, we got to remember it's a two-way street. Yeah. I talk, but he talks too. So there's a time for me to be quiet and hear what the Lord is saying, because this is a two-way street. It's communication. My goodness, that is very rich. And so with the work that you did with prayer, I know about prayer link. And that is what you do with CBN. Is that right? That is true. Prayer link, you know, it's amazing what God has done. And I give him all the glory because when I started working at CBN in the news department, I felt like a fish out of water. I had gone to school for journalism, for broadcast journalism, but mm-hmm. my heart was ministry. My heart is, is ministry. I love praying. I love telling people about Jesus. And so I began to just seek the Lord about, Lord, where do I fit in in the newsroom at CBN? And the Lord connected me with a woman who has a prayer ministry on Facebook. Her name is Kelly Lane, or it used to be Kelly Lane, Kelly Guise now. And she and I, I reached out to her and I did an interview with her because I was so impressed to see her praying in her closet at that. I said, this woman is bold enough to pray in her closet. And so I was intrigued and I wanted to know her story. So I reached out to her and we became fast friends and we began praying together. And initially she and I began to do prayer link together on Facebook. And during that course of time, the Lord told me in my prayers that he was going to take prayer link and put it on television. And I remember the day I wrote it down in my journal, because I believe when you're in prayer, like I said, prayer is a two-way street. You're talking to God. He's talking to you. So you want to have a, a notebook or a journal or something in your prayer room or your prayer space, wherever you pray and a pen so that when God speaks to you, you can write down what he says. And so I wrote it down, the date and everything. And I said, Lord, I said, I don't know how this is going to happen because I saw no opportunity in the natural for this to, you know, transition from being something we do on Facebook live Mm -hmm. television. Well, fast forward some years later, that's exactly what God did. God is faithful. He took Fairlink as as small and as, you know, as as the struggles that we had with it, with the internet and, you know, internet, you know, Kelly would be on from her home in in Mississippi and I'd be in the studio and the internet would drop her out and it would be like, oh my God. But the Lord, that was, that was just preparation. See, sometimes when God gives you a vision and he says, I want you to start working it, everything may not be perfect at that time. He wants to see if you're going to be faithful. Despite the difficulties, despite the ups and the downs, and you feel like there were so many days I felt like giving up, Letitia. 
There were so many days I felt like I can no longer do this. I'm going to, I just, it's just too hard. It was so hard. I would cry. There were tears. There were pain, painful days, discouraging days. But the Lord said, keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. And so that was just the trial of my faith. Yes. You know, I am familiar with Pastor Kelly. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, um, Charlene, to this very day, she prayed a prayer. It's like, you know, I've seen um, her Mm -hmm. ministry on Facebook and she prayed a prayer um, in the early days of the pandemic. Um, where she said, God knows where the end is. And that that keeps me to this very day. I'm like, you know what? He sure does. Thank we you, don't Jesus. know how long this is going to last, but he yeah. does. He knows the end. He does. He mm-hmm. does. And it keeps me to this very Amen. day. Amen. So we, we, we went from being on this fledgling little <laughs> Facebook Live segment yes. television on our 24-hour news channel for CBN News, and it's on the NRB station and a couple of other places. And uh, just looking back and seeing the faithfulness of God, it's like, wow, God, you are, when God gives you a word, you don't know how it's going to come to pass. And he makes it happen. You don't. We can't do it, but he does. That's right. How can people get connected to the prayer link? They can go to the cbnnews.com website and click on shows and you'll see the tab that says prayer link and you can watch it every week. And you can also go to the cbnnewschannel.com to look for where the prayer link airs in your local area. You tape it on Mondays and it airs several times throughout the week on stations across the country. So you can go to cbnnewschannel.com and look at the schedule to see where and when it airs in your area. Fantastic. And I will certainly be sure to have those links in the show notes as well. Thank you for that. Since we've uh, known each other since 2002, a subject that I have often heard you speak about is living a fasted life, F-A-S-T-E-D. And right now we are in the early days of the Lenten season. We know that uh, several denominations observe the Lenten season, and that includes fasting throughout our um, church lives. You know, there are times when pastors will call for a time of fasting, a time of prayer and fasting. And so we know that that is a part of just us being a part of the kingdom. But I love um, what you would share about living a fasted life. And um, please tell me, (laughs) remind me (laughs) and remind our listeners, what is a fasted life and how does it help us? Amen. First of all, I want to say I am no expert in fasting. (laughs) (laughs) I have had my struggles yes, uh, and still from time to time still do struggle, but I do have a desire in my heart. Yes. I've been drawn to this subject for many years about fasting. I remember in the early days of my salvation, the church that I attended, you know, every year, several times a year, we would go on like a 21 day fast and and I would do that. But I've always been drawn to this subject. And recently, I would say the past three or four years, the Lord has really led me into this fasted lifestyle, that it is a lifestyle. It's not a just 
one one time and you're done kind of situation. No, mm-hmm. you are you are to as a believer, we are to live a life of sacrifice. We are to live a life of denying ourselves. We are to live a life of, you know what? It's not about me. So I got to empty myself. And so this fasted life is several days a week. I will just fast, you know, as the Lord leads, maybe from sunup to sundown, or maybe not have breakfast or and lunch, maybe just have dinner or have a certain type of food throughout the day. But the most important thing about living a fasted life is not about the abstinence of food. The, the, the way you live a fasted life, the way that I believe God wants us to, is not what you're turning from, but what you're turning to. The focus is Jesus. That's, that's what it means to live a fasted life. I'm going to deny myself this meal right now. Not because I need to go without food, because I need to look at Jesus. I need to look in his eyes. I need to turn my focus on him. I need to turn my passion on Jesus right now. I need to be more in love with Jesus right now. All of us in our lives with Christ. And every I believe everybody can relate to this. There comes a time when you may feel dry. You may feel less passionate about prayer. You may feel less passionate about telling somebody about Jesus or reading the word, or you just kind of feel like you're going through the motions. You know what happens? We lose focus of Jesus, of his awe and his wonder and who he is. And our love for him begins to wane. And so I've been turning to fasting so that my focus, there's a song that says, the things on earth grow strangely dim in light of your glory and grace. So when I began to just, I'm not going to focus on food right now. I'm not going to focus on the internet right now. I'm going to focus, I'm going to turn away from those things and I'm going to turn to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you, you can fill me and you can satisfy that longing in me that food can never do. That that relationship can never do. Those, those things can't satisfy, but I'm going to turn to the one. I'm not, I'm not going to feed my belly, but I'm going to let you feed my soul, my spirit. Amen. I want my gaze. I want the gaze that I have to be on Jesus. He wants our gaze, Letitia. That's right. He wants our focus. This is what fat and what fasting also does. It keeps our faith at a place. Remember when Jesus was teaching his disciples, they said, why could we, why couldn't we cast the demon out of that young boy? Remember when he talked to, and he said, oh, ye of little faith. So I said, Lord, what, what are you saying? So God wants to use fasting to keep our faith at a level that we can perform miracles. My God. Amen. So as my focus 
is off of those that stuff, food and you know, and stuff. And my gaze and my focus is on him now. When I look at him, I realize there's nothing I can't do. My gaze is on him. There is no room for doubt. There's no room for unbelief because I'm looking at the God of the universe who is almighty, who is all powerful. There's nothing to, when I'm looking at him, I realize there's nothing I can't do. So that's why we have to live a fasted life. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's not just every January, I'm going to go on a 21 day fast. No, it's as the Holy Spirit will prompt you. You just, you just know within yourself, I'm going to, I'm going to not focus on eating right now. I'm going to turn my focus on him. Mm -hmm. As we do strengthen ourselves through prayer so that we can recognize his voice recognize the voice and the move of the Holy Spirit, we'd be able to respond in that way when we hear, when we hear and when we feel and know the spirit of the Lord is pulling me closer. Amen. And you know what? You, what you feed the most is what you're going to obey the most. And we can't get around that. We can't get around it, Letitia. When we, when we fast and we pray, you know, Jesus says that, and this is what all believers should be doing. We Mm -hmm. should, we should be praying and fasting. That's right. When the bridegroom, you know, when he's with us, there's no need for us to fast. That's right. But but, but he says, there's coming a time when the bridegroom's going to be gone and uh, and his disciples are going to fast. That's the time that we're in now. So the more we pray and fast, the the more we're strengthening the inner man or the inner woman. We're feeding our spirit so that we can can get strength. And if there's ever a time to pray and fast, it's today, the time that we're living in now. There's so much deception. There's so much evil and wickedness. There's so much going on and we need to be close to it. We need our gaze to be on him. Like never before we need it. My Jesus, that is so true. Charlene, what would you say to someone who comes to you? Because we are two years in to the pandemic, which is starting to, you know, things are just starting to take a different turn. I'm not sure that all of us, you know, myself included, consistently sought the opportunity to really dig into the Lord. And to really draw closer to him. Um, what are some things that we can do now in order to um, move ourselves closer to the Lord? Man, that's a really great question, Letitia. And today I was teaching on Saturday Selah on the Selah Network about the importance of abiding. We must abide. The Lord has been dealing with me personally about this. And then he led me to a scripture today, and I want to read it. It's, it was so profound. I was like, wow, Lord, this is so, this is so deep, and it's so needed. Yes. Um, let me make sure I find it. I have it here in my notes. But 
second Corinthians 13 and verse five. Mm-hmm. And it says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. And so I began to examine myself and I said, Lord, you know, I believe I'm a Christian, but am I really truly bearing fruit? My God. Am I truly in the vine? You know, and so we have to examine. This is a healthy thing for us to do as believers. Examine where we are. And we've got to be honest with ourselves, Letitia. Yeah. We can't, you know, I have this saying that in order for us to be healed, we've got to be real. We can't get healed if we're not real. We can't be all that God wants us to be if we don't really be honest. God knows where we are when no one's looking. He knows what we do when no one's around. And so I began to ask the Lord, Lord, show me me. Show me me. You know, the psalmist said, Lord, search me and try me. See if there be any wicked way in me. Is there, am I just going through the motions? I go to church and maybe I'm on the worship team. I may even preach the gospel, but am I bearing fruit? Because Jesus said there were branches in him that were not bearing fruit. And he said, he takes those branches and he cuts them off. He takes them away. But the branches in him that are bearing fruit, he prunes them back. He cuts them back so that they can bear more fruit. So I want to encourage people. Self-examination is key. And being brutally honest, Lord, where am I? You know, I've heard people say, you know, I know I should be reading the Bible, but I don't have a desire to read the Bible. I know I should be praying, but I don't have a desire to pray. Well, we have an enemy, Letitia, who doesn't want us to read the Bible, who doesn't want us to pray. And you have to ask, why doesn't he want me to? That's right. Why doesn't the enemy want you to pray? Why why is it that when you, you can do anything else throughout the day, all the vigor and energy, but when it comes time to sitting down to pray, all of a sudden you feel sleepy? It's spiritual warfare that we, we, we have an enemy who fights us. We've got to fight back, you know, and we've got to press. So I want to encourage people, self-examination and really, really, really ask God to search you and to give you a desire for him. God, give me, I ask for a desire for you like I've never had before. Lord, I don't, I don't feel like praying. I don't have a desire to pray. Give me a desire to pray. Create it in me, Lord God. Give me a desire to, to study your word, not just read it, but study it, dig in. Because you know what? When we dig in the word, we're going for gold. God's got some gold nuggets in his word that he wants to reveal to us. And so God give, and I've been praying those things, even during the pandemic, Lord, give me a greater desire to pray. Give me a greater desire to seek your face. And you know, he answers prayer. He answers when you're sincere, he will do that. I'm a living witness. He will, he will increase your desire. Next thing you know, you're just kind of like turning the TV off. I'm just going to go pray. That's him giving you that desire that you asked him for. I hearken back to some times where I remember I would be driving home and saying, you know, okay, I can't wait to get home to pray. And then when I find myself, I'm like, I'm driving home and I can't wait to 
eat my dinner. I'm like, okay, Lord, there's some something's here. So I need to, I need your, I need your help. Yes. But I'm gonna put myself in your yes. presence because my desire has changed. You put yourself. Yeah. And we have to, we have to expose ourselves mm-hmm. to him. Yes. And he was telling me a couple of months back, he says, every decision that you make, Charlene, can either take you make you closer to me or further away. So for example, if I take my iPad or my phone and I just go scroll on Instagram, yeah. which I, I've been guilty of, well, he says that now you have a choice. You can do that or you can go pray. We make choices throughout the day. We make choices. So I want to encourage us to ask the Lord that, Lord, help my choices. I want to choose Jesus. I want to choose you. Help my choices to be rooted and tethered to obeying you. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Because when I feel him pulling me, I want to say, yes, Lord, and go. Like you said, the dinner or to go pray. Strength in in those moments to choose what is good in those moments. That's right. Not that, not to say that you're never going to eat. I mean, you're going to, you're going to eat our food, but that's right. The needful thing. That's exactly right. And the whole idea, what you mentioned about examining ourselves and what the Bible tells us about examining ourselves and being honest with ourselves. You mentioned a few things that we don't want to do because we don't want for anyone to challenge our Christianity because all of us want to live out our purpose. All of us want to, you know, accomplish what it is, you know, the dreams and the visions and the things that God has given us to do, but he gives us the roadmap. He gives us, you know, the, the playbook that we can use in order to, to get there. And some of that includes to us taking a look at some things that we're doing or not doing, you know, that just aren't lining up with where he wants us to go. Amen. And it's more than, you know, I, I, I often say that there's more to being a Christian than just going to church on Sundays. It's also more than just Bible reading. It's more than just prayer. And as I was sharing today about abiding in the vine, the life and the nutrients and the sap that is in the vine is what gets in the branches because the life that is in the vine is what produces the fruit. So our job as the branch And I wrote this down and I I want to share it. The purpose of the branch, we're the branches, is to serve as the vehicle through which the vine expresses itself. So Jesus is the vine, the true vine, and he wants to express himself through us. He wants the world to see him. 
And that's why it's so important for us to abide in him because he says, without, if you don't abide in me, you can't produce the fruit. I want you to produce, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So we can't produce the fruit if we don't abide in the vine because in the vine is the life, the sustenance, that sap, you know, that sticky stuff that you see oozing out of the tree, all of that the nutrients. Good God on that. I feel the Holy Spirit on that. All of the nutrients and the, 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 the vitamins and the everything in that sap is what causes the branch to produce. But guess who's it's the it's the God in us who's producing the fruit. We're just showing forth the fruit. He produces it, but we show it to the world. And so it is so important. And I, I was saying today that, you know, going to church doesn't cause you to produce fruit. Prayer doesn't cause you to produce fruit. Studying the word doesn't cause you to produce fruit. It's the life of Jesus. It's his Holy Spirit in us that produces the fruit. Amen. The more we yield, submit, surrender, because it's no longer I that liveth, Galatians 2.20. That's right. Right? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth. It's his life. He wants to live through us so that the fruit can be shown. Amen. Oh my goodness. That is rich. That is rich. That is rich. So the branch, the branch bears the fruit the vine produces. We serve the vine. We serve Jesus by bearing his fruit. His fruit. That's right. That's right. And you talked surrender and humility. They, they have to be present before the Lord Absolutely. in order for him to work through us. Absolutely. And you know what? The abiding process, it, it, comes, it comes automatic mm-hmm. when you're abiding. When you're, when you're living in Jesus and Jesus living in you, it's the fruit bearing, is, it's a byproduct of abiding. It's not you trying to be humble. It's not you trying to love people. It's not you trying, but it's Jesus. It's his life because we're we're dead and our lives are hidden with Christ in God. So our life, it's no longer I that lives. So it's not about making Charlene happy or making Letitia happy. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus in us. Because Letitia is dead. Charlene's dead. And now it's Jesus living in us. That's right. Remember Jesus told us, he says, if anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself. That's right. That's right. That's what it says. In this world of me, 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 give me, give me, give me, um, I've got to have, I've got to have, I've got to have. There is a denial of ourselves that is a part of our walk with the Lord. Amen. Amen, sister. Because think of it, we live in a selfie generation. 
what a, what a word. Self, self on display, which is completely contrary to the teachings of Jesus. Promotion of self, making self happy. It's all about self. But Jesus says, if anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross, follow me. Denying himself. It's surrendering. And it's a lifelong process until we get home. Not a once, it's not a once done kind of situation. It's, it's a continual process. Every day, it's not about me. Jesus, it's your life in me. People see you or do they see Jesus? My God. Charlene, would you pray for us? Yes. Um, just that we would in this, on this wide highway, mm-hmm. that we would still find that narrow path Amen. that the Lord has reserved for us. Amen. Would you pray for us? My pleasure. Father, we first of all, thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the lessons that you are teaching each and every one of us if we listen to your voice. Lord, give us an ear to hear you. Give us an ear to hear you in those still, quiet moments, Lord, when we're sitting alone. Yes, God. No one else is around. May we hear you and obey you. May we follow you, Lord God, and do what it is you've called us to do. You've called each of us to pick up our cross and follow you. You've called us to deny ourselves. And that sounds so contrary to our culture today, Lord God. And it's a war because our flesh doesn't like to die. We we want to be (laughs) preserved. But Lord God, you're calling us to a life of sacrifice, a life of self-denial. You're saying it's time to come back to the altar and to sacrifice ourselves. Because you you said that you're not wanting all these other things that we want to offer you. You said what I want is a surrendered life. So Father, I pray that you help each of us Lord God, to examine ourselves, to see where we really are, be be honest about where we are spiritually, because you know where we are and we know where we are. And we're not everything that we need to be right now. And I ask that you would work in us, Holy Spirit, both to will and to do of God's good pleasure. Give us a desire to pray. Give us a desire to come into your presence. Give us a desire, Lord God, to seek you for who you are, not for what we can get from you, not like you're some Santa Claus, Lord God, but or some genie in a bottle, but because, Lord God, we love you and want to be with you. Stir within us a hunger, Lord God, for you, Jesus, that we want to seek your face, that we want to love you, the way you deserve to be loved and honored. 
and that we would abide in you. We would live in you, Jesus, and you live in us. Yes, God. We want to get to that place where, Lord, when people look at us, they see you. When we open our mouths, they hear you. So, Lord, have your way in us. Strip away pride. Empty us of selfishness. Remove from us jealousy and comparison and insecurity. Make us secure in your love. You've already proved how much you love us, Jesus. You said, for God, you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. So make us secure in your love. And we just thank you for having your way. May we bear fruit that you be glorified, Father. Make us over again. Lord, some of us need to be pruned. It's a painful process, Lord God. But it's a rewarding process if we allow it. So God, just prune us. Prune us back. Prune away those things in us, Lord, that are displeasing to you. And may we bear more fruit for your glory. We ask these things, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. As you mentioned earlier, there's so much going on. And there are a lot of choices that we can make. And we just want to help encourage people to make the choice for Jesus. Make the choice for Jesus during this time. Amen. Amen. He's worth it. He is more than worth it. Just, you know, I'm just, I want, I just want Jesus. Yes. You know, nothing else will do, Letitia. What, 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 what else can satisfy? You know, I, I'm a career woman. I'm on international television, but you know what, Letitia? None of that satisfies. That's right. You can have the greatest job in the world. You can have all the money in the world. People can know your name. And you can still not be satisfied because you don't have Jesus. Only Jesus can fill the void. You see people rich and famous. You think, wow, they had it all. Well, apparently there's something missing. Jesus. I picked up the final segment of our conversation by asking Minister Charlene about the SELA Network. The SELA Network is my baby. Again, in prayer. In 2017, uh, the Lord gave me the idea to go live and to do like a little Bible teaching on Facebook Live. And he said to me, that he wanted me to teach the word. He put the emphasis on the word. He said, because people need the word of God. And he instructed me out of Romans 12 too, you know, be tr- don't be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because he says, a lot of times people can go to church and hear a good sermon and hear a good word. And they say, boy, that was so good. Boy, I heard this sermon, I heard this teaching, and it was so rich and it was so good. But their lives don't change. Mm, Right. 
He said, I want people's lives to be transformed. God is wanting transformation. And so that's what he instructed me. I, I went on, I went live as the Lord led me and he gave me the name Saturday Sila. And so after that, he said in prayer, he said, I want you to start a network. And I was wow. like, Lord, <laughs> okay, what, what do I do? How do I do that? <laughs> you know, it's amazing how God will give you something to do that you feel within yourself. There is absolutely no way I can do that, but it's God. And so I wrote it down in my journal. The Lord says, you, you will have a network. And he told me, you know, it would be Sela Network. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my husband. And I went to a women's conference a couple of months after he spoke that to me about have a network. And someone gave me a note anonymously. To this day, I do not know who this person is. Wow. Some woman handed me a note and I have it to this day. And she says, Mm -hmm. the Lord says that you will have your own network. And I was like, wow, Lord. And so we, it's, it's small right now. Uh, CELA network. We have a couple of CELA partners who uh, from time to time, they um, give us a video to promote on the, um, on the network. And it's all teaching sound doctrine, Bible teaching. And, you know, we're one, our motto is taking people from inspiration to transformation through the word of God. We don't want to just inspire you. We want life to change. We want your marriages to change. We want your children to change. We want your finances to change. We want your health to change. We want your mindset to change. We want people to have a kingdom mindset through the word of God. And so Sela Network, I'm so excited about what God is doing because he is giving us some great connections. And uh, one day we're looking to have our own studio. We're looking to have uh, our own um, team of people and God is bringing a team of people together. And so we're just, you know, we're just looking at what the Lord's going to do with Sela Network. So we're excited. Is There's nothing like when the Lord is just a, a part of it all and, and just leading the way. I said, Lord, you, this is your idea. So yes. what, do you, what do you want to do? And, um, he's been providing and leading. And so, um, we're just going along for the journey and see what God's going to do. Amen. This has been so refreshing personally and spiritually. Thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) I am honored. Oh my goodness. I tell you, the honor is mine. And I can't remember, did we mention that you have, you have um, three grands? Three grandbabies, Mercy, Jehaziel, and Ezekiel. Actually, I have two daughters, my daughter and son-in-law, and then I have a son, and then I have a bonus daughter. Her name is Amber, and she is phenomenal. And then I have a spiritual daughter and son as well, so we're we're blessed. (laughs) I don't want to leave anybody out. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, I have enjoyed our time together. I have truly been blessed. Yes. Yes. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you, you letting your light shine for the Lord. Well, Letitia, thank you so much. And the pleasure is mine. And again, I am so humbled and so honored to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.